Blog Talk Radio. time seven o'clock but we're still going to give you the full two hours tonight so thanks for tuning in and the phone lines are heating up already we're going to get to you asap just let you know our call in number is 347-838-9815 that's the number to call be sure to check us out on facebook facebook.com slash the ken reedy show if you're already like the page you know go go find a friend bring a friend over uh, come on, join us there. And remember, each and every week on Monday Night Raw, we have a Raw chat going um, on the Facebook page. We'd love for you to join in and give us your opinions uh, during the run of Monday Night Raw. As always, you can follow us at uh, Twitter, at The Ken Reedy Show. And, of course, thekenreedyshow.com is our website. And if you want to see yours truly, call in the wrestling action for NWA on Fire. Our TV show is on Friday nights. 11 to 12 o'clock p.m., well, 11 p.m. to 12 o'clock a.m. Check us out Friday nights on MeTV, that's N-W-A, on fire. And as always, when we're talking wrestling, the best in pro wrestling talk, I got my tag team partner, Dave's on the line. Dave, how you doing tonight? I'm doing great. Ready to defend those wrestling radio tag team titles. Let's do this. Nice. I am flying right now. I'm going to try and settle down. As most of you guys know out there, I am a 49er fan, so uh, very excited this evening that we're finally going back to the Super Bowl. Have not been there since 1994, so I am extremely excited that we're going back to the Super Bowl. And man, the NFC Championship game ended, and I was like, Niners, ah! brought a tear to my eye. And then I was like, oh my God, I got to remember what happened this week in wrestling, so Going to get things settled right now. We're going to get going. We're going to focus on wrestling. High energy show right now. And the first thing I'd like to talk about that's very exciting for us and and the wrestling world and and one uh, Steve Off, who has uh, become kind of a friend of the show. And he is actually going to be calling us uh, a little later on. But TNA is doing this this new thing, this gut check thing, where they're going to be a uh, having people vote 
for someone to get a match on TV for gut check. And Steve is one of the guys that they've picked to be on the ballot, which is awesome. I mean, he was right now. I mean, you heard it here. The Ken Reedy Show, the best unsigned talent of 2012, is on his way to potentially getting signed with TNA. He is, he is making headway right now. He is, he's right there. So Steve's going to call in. We're going to pop up the link. It's on, it's on the website, thekenreedyshow.com. We're going to put it on our Facebook page. Go out there and vote for Steve off to get his match on TV, on TNA. But, Dave, I mean, how exciting is this? The, the guy, mere, geez, not even months, less than a month after he wins the best unsigned talent right here on this show, He's got a shot at a televised match on TNA Wrestling. How cool is that? That is pretty cool. I'm very happy for him, and I'll, I'll definitely be voting for him. You know, I, I see a lot of potential in Steve, and, uh, you know, he's got something that a lot of guys don't have when they're in the wrestling business, and it's just, you know, a, 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 some sort of it factor. And, he, you know, when I look at him, he just he, he screams like, you know, put him on TV, and I hope that he makes it to uh, – to TNA uh, Impact Wrestling um, through through this uh, this gut check voting, and like I said, I'll be voting for him. And uh, you know, you you all get out there and vote too, starting tomorrow on the, on the TNA or ImpactWrestling.com, um, and uh, vote for vote for Steve off because uh, he's worked his ass off, and no pun intended, to, uh, to 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 make it to the bright lights of uh, television and professional wrestling, and uh, you know he he, he deserves it. Yeah, like I said, we're going to make it easy for you. You don't have to search around trying to find things. or Just go to thekenreedyshow.com. We're going to put the link up there. Again, like Dave said, the voting will start tomorrow. So we'll have the vote. We'll have the link up on the website as well as our Facebook page. So get out there and vote. And we'll have Steve talk about it when he calls in a little later on. But uh, I believe it's going to be you can vote once a day. So if you vote tomorrow, make sure you vote Tuesday. And we'll get all the particulars when Steve calls in. Uh, later on, I'd like to talk briefly since we uh, we hit a little TNA right now. Um, interesting turn of events in TNA. We the tradition of of wrestling weddings took place. The grand tradition of wrestling weddings and uh, interesting turn that we have Taz is now involved in uh, aces and eights. And and could this thing with Steve off potentially be you know Taz's involvement with gut check? Is he going to bring in some new guys as part of a, a younger faction? What's going on here? But, uh, Dave, your thoughts. Like, what do you think of Taz now allying himself with Ace and Ace? Well, I, I, to be honest with you, it's kind of I, – I, I got some mixed feelings about it. Um, I didn't watch Impact Live. I was at, I was at my regular job, um, my, my non-fun job. This is my fun job currently for everyone out there that's listening. But my non-fun job that pays my bills. Um, I was I was there that night, and uh, you know I got I took a break, went on the internet, and saw that Taz joined Aces and Eights. So I went back and watched Impact on DVR when I got home. Um, and to me, like unless he's going to be a mouthpiece for them because he can talk. Um, I mean he. He can't wrestle anymore. From what he has stated publicly, physically he can't do it, and he won't do it uh, because of the uh, condition with his neck. Um, I guess you want to say maybe it adds some credibility to have a former world champion and a guy of his stature um, a part of the group, 
but I, I, I really don't know, to be honest with you. I was just kind of like, and then for it to happen during the wedding, you know, there was no build up towards it. Um, and, and, and it kind of contradicts the fact that with, with aces and eights, like Mike Knox and Doc both got unmasked and like, they almost got kicked out of the group. Taz, never wore a mask and his identity is shown as now he's a member of aces and eights. I just, I don't understand the theory behind it. Um, I'd like to get a good explanation as to why he did it. Hopefully next week on impact, um, he will do that. Um, but I mean, if it's for credibility purposes because of his name value in wrestling, then I guess it's a good coup for them. I mean, I don't know. Well, in my, and that I think that's that you hit the nail on the head with that. I mean, you know, right now with with Ace and Aids, and we discussed on, on this show that that you know that they they're not winning matches. Uh, they're 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 these big reveals they're having are you know castoffs from the WWE and and guys that really didn't have a, a good run necessarily in in the WWE. I mean. You know, you look at Doc, and Doc was Festus, and then, uh, you know, uh, CM Punk's uh, bodyguard, basically. Um, you know, Mike Knox uh, never really found a niche in the WWE. Uh, you know, I mean, you, you had Devon, which I liked that reveal, um, but maybe it's something where uh, they needed to, to beef it up and give it a little bit of star power. Uh, he would be a good mouthpiece. Um, it definitely, I think it'll definitely add something if he's still, again, and it's all up in the air what they're, what's going to happen, but now you have someone as a commentator who is in favor of Ace and Ace and is supporting Ace and Ace, and that can, you know, add a little uh, different dynamic in the broadcast booth if he's still going to be commentating. Um, I kind of like it, but I think you're right. It, it's almost uh, cautious optimism. Uh, where are they going to go with it? Uh, how far are they going to go with it? But I do like the idea of giving Ace and Eights uh, a little bit more star power right now. Yeah, I mean, it. That's where I mean. I don't know. I, I I've come to terms with it. Like when the when the angle first started, it was like you know we're all expecting a big reveal. Obviously, like a Jeff Jarrett or an Eric Bischoff. And we still haven't really revealed who the president or vice president of the of this group is of this motorcycle club. Um, and plus, I mean, is Taz tall enough to ride a motorcycle? Like he's he's a short guy, so I don't know. I don't even know if he, no offense to Taz, but I mean, maybe he could sit in a sidecar or something. But um, I mean, uh, now I've come to terms of it that this Nexus group is like. Or, I'm sorry, excuse me. I'm, I was getting to that thought. This biker group is almost like the Nexus in a way. Bunch of young guys who hadn't really gotten a break who are basically coming in to kind of, you know, make their break and doing it in, you know, in an unconventional way. Um, I, I think there will probably be like one big name that will be added to that group that maybe will be the president or vice president. I don't know. I still have a feeling that they feel that, that, that you know, the Internet kind of found out that they wanted to use Jeff Jarrett. They're backpedaling and still trying to figure out a way so that they can fool the audience. But eventually they'll go back to that. Well, at least that's in my opinion. So I I, I don't know. It's I, weird because, like, you know, at what, at what point with Ace and Eights, and are they close to it right now, that 
you know, the masks and everything, and, and that's cool and all, and they're, they're trying to build that suspense of, all right, who is the, the pres and the vice pres, and, you know, what's, you know, who's really pulling the strings, and I get that. But at what point does Ace and Aids get to where it's, oh, God, just take off the masks already? You know, like, I, I get the suspense, and we're waiting, and we're waiting, but, you know, there's a, there's a fine line in, in drama, not, not just wrestling, but drama where, you know, all right, now, now just get to it. Like, you're staving off the, the climax way too long. Um, you know, we need to know. Just, just tell us. And, and this storyline's been going on for a little while. Um, have, have they reached that point, Dave? Like, do you think that now it really, like, just, if it's going to be a faction, let's just make it a, a mean, you know, badass faction and let's just end this whole reveal kind of crap and let's just go with like, you know, straight forward motorcycle gang. Yeah, I think I think it's about time. I mean, this this, this angle started in June or May, late May, early June, something like that, and we ju- we just saw the first reveal like in October with Devon. Um I mean, I don't know. I, I think I think it's about time that 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 they start unmasking guys. I mean, you know, that how long are they going to play up the the other thing too? Is how long are they going to play up the, the the Kurt Angle mentoring Wes Briscoe and Garrett Bischoff, and then coming to find out that you know that that, that those two guys are a part of the group? I mean, you you can obviously as plain as day can tell that that's Wes Briscoe underneath the mask. And then when he comes out to make the save against the Aces and Eight guys, that long-haired blonde biker is nowhere to be found. So I, I think they've played that up a little too long, and I think it's about time that they, 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 they figure this out and run with it and let it sink or swim before it sinks eventually, you know, before it sinks, before it even gets started. So. Yeah, because, I mean, I, I like groups. I've always been a fan of groups in wrestling if they're done right. Um, I like factions. Um, and I think this could fly. You know, for for a little while, but they're it's almost like they're hanging their hats on this reveal. Like, just make them look. Having a motorcycle gang running roughshod over your promotion works. It'll at least work for a certain amount of time. You don't have to add this, you know, addition of of oh, some of the guys are masked um, now. And they keep, like you said, they keep preaching the importance of the mask. You know, don't lose your mask. Two guys have lost the mask and they're still in the club. Taz comes in, has no mask. So they they have these vignettes of talking about how important the masks are, but in actuality, in practice, it doesn't seem like it's that important at all. And you could have, I mean, you and I, Dave, we're both big fans of, of Sons of Anarchy, you know, and, and it seems at times that they're they're kind of trying to hit on that and they're trying to capitalize on that show being huge. And we all know Eric Bischoff has his motorcycle club show his reality show, uh, Devil's Ride, that would work just as the, the culture of the motorcycle club and having them kind of running roughshod over TNA wrestling works in and of itself. That's fine. That's enough. You, you don't need the, the reveals. And the problem is that once you have, you know, the longer it goes, the bigger name you need it to be. And if it if it is going to be Bischoff in the long run, which is something that we're all expecting, well, then just, you know, do it already. Just reveal them already. So, you know, I don't know what they're doing. Uh, I, I like the Ace and Eights, but I think it's time for them to 
you know, really just unmask everything, do like put that aspect of the storyline in the past and just give them, you know, their badass motorcycle gang. Three four seven eight three eight nine eight one five is the number to call. We're going to get your calls in a little bit because there's so much going on in the world of wrestling. We touched a little bit on the ins and outs of what's going on in TNA wrestling, but you know what? Brothers and sisters, we have reached that time of year. The most wonderful time of the year is wrestling, fans. We are firmly in WrestleMania season, so obviously our shows are going to be a little bit WWE heavy going forward the next few months. You want to call in and talk TNA, NWA, independent wrestling, whatever, by all means, call in. You know, we let you guys run the show, but we're going to kind of swerve over a little bit, and we're going to talk a little... WWE, and we're going to start off our WWE conversation by talking about the most controversial, maybe the most polarizing figure in the history of wrestling. Some hate him, some love him, but he keeps selling t-shirts. You know who I'm talking about, Mr. John Cena, and I find this very interesting because I don't know what to do sometimes with, with some you know, fans out there because... Man, Cena haters, there is no satisfying you guys. There's no satiating your hatred for him. 2012, man, they just they buried Cena for a big chunk of the year. You Cena haters got to see Cena lose a lot. You got to see him lose the most important match of his career versus The Rock at WrestleMania. And now he's running a program with Ziggler. And I get it. And Ziggler's a guy that you want to build up and you want to make look strong. But Ziggler's got the briefcase. And Ziggler beat Cena when the briefcase was on the line. And I get it that sometimes, you know, recently it looks like Super Cena's back and he takes every finisher on the planet and he's still able to win matches. However, they tore Cena down for the better part of last year. He's going to, whether you like it or not, if it's not him versus The Rock at WrestleMania, he's going to have a major matchup at WrestleMania. He's John Cena. Okay, he's the name you identify with this era of wrestling. They have to do something to build him back up a little bit. And he's John Cena. If he's going to beat Ziggler a couple times, I'm okay with that. I think Ziggler is talented enough where Ziggler is actually coming up these losses looking good. I think people are seeing these losses saying Ziggler can main event. Ziggler can go. So I think being on the spotlight with John Cena, the wins and losses don't matter as much. I don't think it's burying Ziggler when he loses to John Cena. I, you know, I, I think Ziggler looks good. I think this whole program with John Cena has been very good for Ziggler despite the win-loss record. I think it's good for both characters. I think you're starting to build John Cena back up. If they're going to go rock Cena again, you can't have Cena on, on a massive losing streak. You know, I, I just don't get it, though. Like, Cena haters, you should have been satiated by what happened last year. And yet, the minute the guy wins a match, wins a cage match, it's like, oh, God, you're putting the wrong guy over. So, I don't know. I mean, I'm okay with it. I think it's still okay in wrestling. I don't think Ziggler's losing anything. Um, your thoughts on the whole John Cena thing right now in wrestling. I mean, it's obviously this, this, you know, super Cena, whatever you want to call it is to build him back up 
towards his WrestleMania match, whether it's Rock or whether it's against, you know, somebody else. But, it, I mean, it, it, I always look at it like this with the John Cena haters, you know, and, and, and Shane Helms said it best on our show, like, if people on the Internet hate everything. Okay, they absolutely hate everything. They critique it. I mean, there's nothing that that, that they you know that, that that they like. But um, if you don't like it, don't watch his segments. I mean, it, it's you know there are a lot more people out there that like John Cena that watch him, and it it, it shows in the numbers with the ratings. There are people out there that don't like to watch 3MB, especially if they're on twice or three times during it during a three-hour raw. Guess what? The, the ratings show that people don't like to watch them. Did you see them the following week on Raw twice? No, you saw them once, and it was a quick segment, and that was it. I mean, you don't like it, do something about it. You know, like instead of instead of bitching about it, you know what I mean? I'm so tired of it. I mean, the dynamic was cool last year when we were in Miami, you know, with the Rock Cena thing, and obviously there were a lot more Rock fans than Cena, and it brought that, you know, big fight feel to it. Maybe they'll do it again in Jersey this year if they decide to go Rock Cena too. But, you know, like, John Cena's not going to be the last guy that the Internet hates. They're going to hate somebody else when they become the top. If Dolph Ziggler ever becomes the man and the top guy, or if it's Ryback, they'll eventually end up hating one of them too because they've been on TV for so long. You know what I mean? Give me a break. I'm so tired of hearing about it. And it's funny funny to say that because – and I think part of the, the, the hatred with John Cena came from, and we've talked about it a lot, but when, for a bulk of his tenure, and when you look at Cena, if you're going to look at eras, if you're going to look at, you know, the 80s and, and in the WWE, and, you, you know, first name that comes to mind is, is probably Hulk Hogan. You know, the 90s, first name comes to mind is probably Stone Cold. You look at 2000 to 2010, John Cena's the guy. Now, if you take those three, you know, I agree. He's probably a distant third um, as far as where you're going to rank them historically. But he is the guy, for better or worse. He's the guy for this era. And I think a lot of the criticism for John Cena, a lot of the, the hatred towards him, came from the fact that this was one of those eras that they did not do a good job at developing a lot of other talent. Uh other errors that I think the rosters were were more full of talent than they were uh, during the bulk of John Cena's uh, reign uh, as the the guy, the number one guy. But what I find interesting is now, like you're saying, people still feel the need to piss and moan about Cena more than enjoying other things more than ever during John Cena, the John Cena era, the PG era. Um, right now. There's other stuff to watch. There's a lot of other stuff to watch. You could get into, you could be into the Shield. You could be into uh, what Ryback is doing. You could be, you know, wondering what direction they're going to go with Randy Orton's character. You got Damian Sandow. You got Cody Rhodes. The tag division is getting better. You got uh, Cesaro, great young talent, great, you know, U.S. champ right now. Um, you know, the, the world title picture is, is kind of convoluted in an entertaining sort of way. There's a lot of guys surrounding the world title. Um, there's a lot of stuff right now. And, and, and I find it amazing that still, like, wh- why center yourself around hating the one guy? And, like, why don't just love everything else that's going on? And so if you hate him, like you said, turn off John Cena's segments. Don't watch Cena. But I, I think there's a lot more that you can watch nowadays, like now it's more that feel that it was, 
years ago. Like when you when we were talking about like would you might look back and say, All right, Stone Cold was the guy of the nineties. But when you would put on a, a pay per view back then, you had like Triple H and Shawn Michaels and, and Bret Hart and the you know, a very good tag division. You know, there was other stuff. So if you hated Stone Cold, there was still stuff to watch. And back with Hogan, you know, you had other talented guys. You had a good tag division. The IC title was tremendously important back then. So if you hated Hogan, there was other stuff to watch. For a lot of John Cena's tenure, you know, I don't think the product was that good, and John Cena became the focal point of everything you didn't like in the WWE. Now there's a lot more stuff to get into. And still, I'm like tooling around on the internet, and, and there's so many people that are annoyed with, you know, John Cena going over on Ziggler. But we're in WrestleMania season. You gotta strengthen Cena back up. And, you know, and again, and I'm curious what you think, Dave, because in comparing the, the two, now we're ta- I'm talking obviously a lot about John Cena, and I think we're both in agreement. But I'm curious what you think of Dolph Ziggler, because that's been a lot of the criticism that, you know, the loss in the cage match. You know, Ziggler should have won, and it makes Ziggler look weak. I personally don't think Ziggler has looked weak at all through any of this. And like I said earlier on my rant, to me, just going with John Cena and and putting on an entertaining match, and to to a certain extent making Cena look good, I think the throw the throw the loss out. I I don't think the loss matters at all. I think Ziggler slowly but surely is is changing people's minds and even in losses putting himself in a category where now you can really start to see him as a main event kind of guy so I, the losses really don't concern me about Ziggler I think Ziggler's doing doing a good job your thoughts as long as he's still holding that briefcase that guarantees him a world title shot for up till next, you know, this upcoming this upcoming July, he doesn't look weak to me at all because he can cash in that 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 you know opportunity at any time. Um, you know, he's 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 always put on great performances. He's getting he gets better, you know, as the weeks go on. His his promos are better. Um, he's got this little faction with AJ and Big E Langston. I'm not really a fan of the whole Big E Langston thing, but I mean, you know, I think this is just a stepping stone for Dolph. And this is to give, you know, Langston, you know, something to do, you know, being a new face in the company and seeing how well he could perform um, with, you know, big, a big name like John Cena. Um, and the AJ thing just kind of worked. So, I mean, I, I you know, it, plus, I mean, Dolph Ziggler, to, to, to our female listeners, I would imagine you think he's a good-looking guy. So I can't understand why he would ever want to be with a Vicky Guerrero in the first place, other than just to leech off of her for, for you know, for favors in, in, in storyline terms. Now he's got, you know, what he wants. He's got the world by the balls, the company by the balls. Now he can get rid of that old hag and, and, and hang out with, you know, that the hot AJ. So it makes sense and it works. Um, you know, I've had I've had an interesting discussion with uh, Mr. Trivia on Facebook, who's listening currently, and I know he'll be calling in shortly, about, you know, he says that Dolph Ziggler is not the guy. Well, let me just reiterate. 
he will not be the guy that's going to sell merchandise and tickets and be the guy that you're going to see all over T-shirts and posters and programs and all this stuff. But he's going to be the guy that that company relies on when they need their top guy to be carried during a match. Because a lot of the Cena haters out there said, John Cena can't wrestle, okay? Well, Hulk Hogan had five moves. Steve Austin had about six. John Cena's got about five or six, okay? But you put John Cena in a great match with Triple H, with The Rock, with Dolph Ziggler, with Undertaker, whoever, Shawn Michaels he's been in there with, and they've all been good to great matches. Yeah, he's had somebody in there with him that has a little more experience, but he's held up his own end too. So Dolph Ziggler's going to be, like I said, the anchor that basically helps carry that company towards the future. He won't be, you know, the one that's going to go do make-a-wish, and he won't be the one that, you know, the bottom line is I look at Dolph Ziggler as the modern-day version of what they used Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart for, for the actual in-ring performing and wrestling of that company as opposed to the overall broad star power that they really look for in a top guy. And it's and you know it's a good comparison you bring him up to to Shawn Michaels because you know as good as Michaels was and and you know Michaels had some great matches uh, you know tremendous obviously in ring performer but not a guy that really had a, a lot of crossover you know appeal you know he wasn't the guy that you saw going out you know on the talk shows and and you know out meeting kids and doing that Michaels was. He was a wrestler, aside really, I guess, from being in Playgirl. Um, but you didn't, you didn't see a lot of that crossover with Shawn Michaels. Shawn Michaels was one of those guys, like, you know, when you think of, when you ask people who don't watch wrestling, you know, name a wrestler. And even if you went back in the 90s and said, name a wrestler, they'd name Stone Cold. Maybe they'd name The Undertaker. I think Shawn Michaels was kind of down a bit on that list. But, you know, every time you put him in a match, like, it was an entertaining match. Uh, you know, guys like Hogan and, and Austin and Cena, they really have that, that crossover appeal where, uh, you know, it's just kind of like an it factor, whether it's it's a look or a presence or, you know, whatever it is that they, they kind of cross over. You know, right now, again, I, it's a good comparison because as great as Ziggler could be, and Ziggler could be great going forward, but, you know, you survey 100 people right now and say, name a wrestler, you know, you're going to have a lot of people who say John Cena, probably have a lot of people say The Rock. No one's going to mention Dolph Ziggler. But you're right. Well, he, is yeah. a, he is a guy that yeah, for right wrestling now. fans, you put him in a main event at a pay-per-view, he's going to make whoever he's going against look good. He's He's got that knack where he looks good and he makes his opponent look good. And, and you know, I, I wouldn't mind, you know, again, I'm, and it's funny because I'm not even going to buy that T-shirt. I I, I hate his T-shirt. I can I could not picture myself wearing his T-shirt. So you're right. He's not going to sell merchandise through the roof. He's never going to be that guy. But he is the guy as far as you know putting the company on his shoulders. He's a guy that you know. Hey, we need to make someone else look strong. We need a solid match uh, this week on Raw. We need a, we don't know what we're going to do next pay per view. We need a solid main event you'll be able to slot Dolph Ziggler into that role and, and start a program, and he'll give you a solid quality match each and every time. And that's a guy you want in your company. 
And I think the matches with him and Cena have been really good. It's been a good program. 347-838-9815 is the number to call. We've had some people on hold, so we are going to go out to the phones right now, and we are going to start off with our buddy, Tony. Tony, are you there? I'm here, Ted. How are you, How you doing, doing this evening? I'm battling a cold, actually. Sucks, man. Everyone's battling colds. Oh, really? I'm Hope I didn't give it to you through the airways, but uh, <laughs> no, I don't think so. <laughs> but what um, this week, um, so what do you uh, we can go back to TNA for a bit? Yeah, the um, I actually wasn't really. I don't know if you read the blog or whatever, but I wasn't really into the show because it was just like, okay, here we go, another wedding again, you know. And it was just like, you know, Hogan was just like, oh, you know, I don't trust Bully Ray, brother, you know, and this and that. And then you know, but I got I got to read out when, when Taz took the. Um, you know, when he revealed that he had the aces and ace best, uh, I was just like, you know, I got to admit, I, I, I didn't see that one coming. You know, I mean, I expect maybe he'll come out next week, cut some kind of promo, maybe rip on Todd Kennelly or something, because I know he probably, I think been, him being there is kind of like, it was kind of a hint that they're kind of weeding Taz out of the announce booth. Yeah, maybe yeah, that's it. Um, what what do you think of it though? Do you like Taz joining? Do you, I mean, what do, what's your opinion on uh, the direction they're going? I think he'd be a, you know I'm, I'm I think he'd be a good you know, like a good like you know if you want to call him a manager or a mouthpiece or whatever. But I mean you know, I mean you know um, I think he'd be good at that. You know, like you say, you know he's he's not going to be taking you know he's not going to be getting back in the ring anymore. But um, <clears throat> I think he could be uh, you know I think he could be a really good you know he could be a good mouthpiece for the uh, for, you know for the stable. And uh, you know I got to agree. You know, even the, the thing is it is getting really long. You know it's like the thing with the, the masks. It's just like you know at first it was like okay well who are these guys and now it's just like the masks like oh yeah you know it, it's just like okay here they are the here they are the guys with the masks again. It's just like and you got you know deep, you know I mean. And so. it, the weird thing is that it's not like again like they're not really giving us a clear cut explanation you know i mean they're, they're not they're not luchadors um they're not you know i mean they're not knocking over convenience stores like i don't like they they're, they keep saying oh the masks are so important but they're not really giving us an explanation why and like i said and they're not really punishing guys who are losing their masks so they're, they're talking a good game but they're in practice they're not you know, kind of following up and being consistent with the storytelling. So, I mean, to me, like I said earlier, take all the masks off and just make them a, a badass motorcycle gang. You, you don't need the masks. It just kind of it makes the storyline a little, uh, little convoluted, and I think the mask aspect of things is kind of unnecessary right now. Unless they really just, like Dave alluded to, you know, that they're trying to throw off Internet fans. Maybe they just don't know. And they're keeping the masks on these guys, and maybe it's in a state of flux that they may, they don't know who's going to be the leader. And whoever's got the masks on right now is kind of a. It's not going to necessarily. It be. might not be the same guy who gets unmasked. Who knows? But I, I agree. I, I'm not a big fan of, of the masks right now. Um, your thoughts on on Dolph Ziggler and where he can go uh, as far as uh, his role in the company? Well, I think the, well, I, I think the guy is a you know the, the guy could definitely go in the ring. I mean, his matches with Cena have been um, the last couple of weeks. I you know have been you know have been really good. Despite you know, I'm, you know I know you just went on the big pants on the uh, Cena haters, but you know I hate to say it, but you know like, him you know him losing he didn't. I mean, I I personally didn't think he had to lose, you know lose both matches. You know, I mean, I don't know. He's got the briefcase. He's had he's had the thing for six months, and it's you know it's like it's. 
you know, and he's going to be he's going to be in the rumble now, and so it's like, when is he going to is he going to cash the thing? You know, is he going to cash it in eventually? I mean, will it? You know, it's like it seems like I don't know. Some things it just seems like they don't know what they're going to do. It's like the it seems like you know, like the focus is always you know is always like within Vince's eyes. It's like it's like okay, it seems the poster boy, and then it's just like. You know, just you got to keep having him beating everybody and not, you know, silent because like you even said back in the day, you know, Hulk Hogan was the was the big guy, but you know, it's like he he would be you know, like on the on the, you know like at the uh, at the uh, garden shows or wherever, you know, it's like he would you know like he, he at first he would lose or he would get you know like whatever it was you know, like. No. I I just think you know when, when they look at when they look at WrestleMania okay. and that's their their big event and John Cena is their guy and they got to build him up now. I. I Again, like when I when I went on my rant about Cena haters, my my thing is he's being phased out. I mean, it's happening. Now they may be looking at right now, like this year's WrestleMania. He's still marketable. He's still their, one of their big names. Um, so they got to build him back up. But they're definitely starting to phase him out and looking to life beyond John Cena. So I think right now it's 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 short term. Let's build them back up. Let's make Cena look strong. Let's let's market the hell out of WrestleMania with him in the main event. And then, you know, let's see how the rest of 2013 goes. And you know what? What he's done for the company, I, he's earned that right. He's earned the right to get uh, built up again and maybe have one last run with the WWE title. But I, I think he's he's on his way out. Yeah, well, I mean, I definitely see him having a you know a, a run with the belt again this year. But um, yeah, he, yeah, he might again face that. I mean, it'll be eleven years this June since he's since he's been there. So uh, you know, like I say, it's it's. I'm actually you know, like I say, Cena. You know, he's you know, I mean, he's shown you know, like I say, you know, he he has had some really good matches. You know, with Ziggler, but with Punk. I mean, you know, the match with Rock at WrestleMania last year, I I, I enjoyed. You know, I mean, he, you know, said, you know. The guy, the guy can't actually work in the ring. So you know, even like the, you know, sometimes when the fans change, you can't wrestle at him. It's like you know, sometimes it's like, okay, you know, that's just a reason to just, you know, he's definitely a lot better than people give him credit for. And maybe you know, part of it is is, you know, allying himself with jean shorts, and that's kind of, you know, <laughs> been a tough sell. But uh, I don't know. I, like I, you know, generally, generally. I'm entertained with you know with John Cena in the ring. You know, I'm not saying he hasn't had stinkers, but generally yeah. I find his matches entertaining. Again, I, I think a lot of the hatred comes from that a lot of his tenure, the product wasn't that good. And if you hated the product, John Cena became the poster boy of hating the product. And I, you know, I, I think he gets a little bit of a little undue criticism. So yeah, that's just one man's opinion. Tony, as always, thank you. For the call, thanks for supporting us, and you guys out there, uh, you don't know already, check out our website, Tony Blogs for Raw, SmackDown, and Impact each and every week. You want a comprehensive recap of all those shows, go to thekenrydshow.com and check out Tony's blogs. Thanks a lot for the call, Tony. Oh, you're welcome. I love calling you there. I appreciate it. We'll talk to you next week. You bet. Take it easy. Let's uh, you know, let's stick with the phones because we've had some people that have been on hold for a while. Let's go out. We got Mr. Trivia on the line. Mr. Trivia, are you there? Yeah. Hey guys, how you doing? Doing all right. How are you? Good. First of all, Ken, congratulations on your 49ers. A well-deserved win. Thanks. I appreciate it. I, I, I lived a little bit and died a little bit today during the yeah. game. Yeah. Uh, uh, Mr. Rosenbluth. Mr. Right. Dave out there. How are you? Yeah, I'm here. 
Good. I'm starting to slowly agree with you now with this uh, Dolph Ziggler uh, deal. And uh, and every time I've been talking to you about it, it's starting to make more and more sense. But uh, what I'd like to talk to you guys about, if I could, is, uh, first of all, I didn't see this thing coming with Taz at Aces and Eights. That completely just floored me. Um, what do you think of the possibility of maybe making Taz the leader of TNA? Because, you know, like, you guys said before, he does have good mic skills. He's a good good talker, good spokesman. And, uh, Dave, you uh, mentioned something about the other big superstars, Hogan and Austin and their moves and everything. You're getting pretty generous giving Hogan five wrestling moves. That's pretty generous of you. But, um, oh, wow. Well, well he, had, yeah. he, had, he had the point. Yeah, Come I on. understand what you're saying, yep. <laughs> a valid point. And uh, what do you guys think possibly maybe uh, – a Ziggler-Cena match at WrestleMania and put the briefcase up again? Do you see that possibly happening, or? No. They did it They no. did it once. No, they did it once, and, and I, I don't see. No, I, I just don't see it happen. I think they want I think they want to. I think that's too much for Dolph Ziggler, you know, at WrestleMania like that. Um I, I, I will retract my statement from last week by saying that I do believe now more than ever that Dolph Ziggler will cash in at WrestleMania. And, and well, he only ever. has until WrestleMania, right? What's that? He only has until WrestleMania to cash it in, right? No, no I guess technically he's got a year, so it's till whatever. July. The money. That was when the money in the bank paper he was. Okay, yeah. thank you for clearing that up for me. I thought it was just WrestleMania itself. And one other quick thing before I go, guys. Uh, do you think there might be a possibility? Because I really think that The Rock is going to take the title from CM Punk. If not, do you see possibly CM Punk and The Undertaker at WrestleMania for the title? Or would you possibly see John Cena versus The Undertaker at WrestleMania? I, I think, well, I, I mean, I... I... I see. I don't see Punk with the title going into WrestleMania, and I, I think we will see Taker Punk. That that would be my prediction. Uh, no title on the line. I, I, I to me, I think I see Punk losing the belt, pissing and moaning about you know lack of respect and yada yada yada. You know, cutting a, a good respect kind of promo, and uh, you know, then you hear the gong and Taker comes out, and you know, the most respected guy in the locker room, and it's. You know, it's Punk trying to earn respect versus the streak. That that's uh, that's how I yeah. look at it playing out. What about you, Dave? Yeah, yeah. I, I would have, the only way that they would get to CM Punk and the Undertaker for the title. I mean, obviously Punk would have to win. I've heard rumors that that, that Punk might actually win at the Rumble, but lose it to the Rock inside the Chamber. Um, what an it, I mean, if you really want to make it interesting, because everybody knows that that. that uh, it's going to be John Cena and The Rock. Well, here, here's what I would do: if they're, if they're going to have The Rock win the title, okay, you have him beat CM Punk at the Royal Rumble. However, the Royal Rumble in the past few years, every superstar has been eligible to enter the Rumble, including the guys who were who did not win the championships in the previous matches earlier in the night. What if CM Punk pulled pulled the big the big coup over everybody, lost the title, but won the Royal Rumble. And then he decides 
to totally spit in the face of the title and have no respect for the WWE and challenge for the streak as his match at WrestleMania. You know, instead of, you know, saying, I won the Royal Rumble, but you know what? I did 441 days with that title. I don't want the belt anymore. I want to end the streak. Oh, that's yeah, that's no. possible, but I, I kind of, and it'd be interesting to see how it's booked. I, I almost have the feeling that we're going to see Rock versus Punk after the Rumble match. Like, yeah, that could be interesting. And that's going to that's be the main event. Yeah, that would, that would, be, that would be awesome. Dave, do you see Rock and Punk at WrestleMania? What was that? You're saying Rock and Punk at WrestleMania? No, I'm saying title? that at the Royal Rumble, I see Punk and Rock going after the Rumble match. Oh, okay. All right. So I your, got your, you. I got your theory, like, I think that's a sound theory, and that would be awesome if he said, you know, screw that. I don't want a title shot. I'm going for the streak. However, I just. I personally think, especially with the way they're they're pushing the Rock and and the Rock on the poster, uh, I think we're, it's going to be one of those Rumbles where we're going to see the Rumble match and then the main event is going to be uh, Rock versus CM Punk. I, All right, you see, Ken, you basically answered my question because you basically answered my question because I was going to ask. Hello, hello. Yeah, we're here. Yeah, Keep going. Right. you basically asked, answered my question, Ken, because I was about to say, is there a possibility that if CM Punk loses the title, he could still enter the Royal Rumble? I mean, like you said, it's always possible. It all really depends on how they decide to book it. I just, you know, in my opinion, I see the championship match going on last. Um, okay. Could they, they turn it around to, to to do something like that? Absolutely. I mean, but this is just like me speculating i just see the the championship match being uh the main event thanks a lot for the call mr Trivia. all right guys and let's have and let's have our thoughts and prayers off for superstar billy graham i understand he's gravely ill in the hospital so yeah it's let's a get some, good let's get yeah, some thoughts a, out definitely good right, thoughts we'll talk to you tomorrow on the raw chat guys have a great night thanks for my thanks for taking my yeah good point by mr trivia you know well wishes out to uh, superstar billy graham uh Word is he's not doing that well uh, health-wise. Um, you know, sending good thoughts. Let's keep it with the phones. And we got Justin on the line. Justin, are you there? I can. How you doing, buddy? Oh, pretty good. So what do you got for us this week? What a, you know, world of professional wrestling. Give us, give us your thoughts on what's going on. I think, I think they should sell Ed's T-shirts instead. <laughs> Wow, you, you love Edge. I'm sorry, I just we we have to figure out a way to get Edge on this show just so you can call in. Um, yeah, you know, I, I actually I liked your point last week about Edge inducting uh, McFoley into the Hall of Fame. I think that's a an interesting name that uh, you're you're really the only one that brought that name up. So uh, it was a good choice. Uh, you think we'll ever see Edge back in in a wrestling ring? I bet. I bet so. I bet. You're hoping, aren't you? Oh yeah. Do you think Do you think Edge is going to win the Royal Rumble? You bet, Dave. A hundred bucks, I will. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't have a hundred bucks, so well, you know, I can't. I can't make that bet. A surprise entrance in the Royal Rumble, so I guess stranger things have happened. You know, I'm curious your thoughts. You know, going into the Rumble, uh, we do have CM Punk versus The Rock. Uh, who do you think is going to win that match? I think it's going to be CM Punk. Really? You think Punk's going to beat Rock? Oh, yeah. 
Interesting. Interesting take on things. Oh, yeah. Who do you think is going to win the – well, you already said Edge is going to win the Royal Rumble, right? Right, right. Anything else you enjoy? Do you watch TNA at all? A little bit. What do you think of Taz being uh, part of Aces and Eights? Well, Taz is not capable of doing anything. He's like, I wouldn't say that to his face. Yeah, yeah, if you say that to Taz's face, he might punch you in your ankle. <laughs> I hope not. Justin, it's always a treat having you call, and thank you for supporting us. We'll talk to you next week? Sure, sure, Ken. Thanks a lot. You have a great week. We'll talk to you soon. All right, Ken, you're awesome. You're an awesome host. Thank you. I appreciate it. Take it easy, man. Oh, the feel-good call of the week when Justin calls and just puts a smile on everyone's face. Thanks a lot for the call, Justin. And we're going to stick with the phones because we are privileged right now. Um, as we said earlier, uh, gut check. Uh, what's going on right now with uh, you know voting and getting a televised match and to give us uh, more specifics on what's going on. We are lucky enough right now to actually have Steve off on the line. Steve, are you there? Ken, I'm here. How you doing? Doing right. How you doing? Doing good, man. Never been better. Cool. So why don't you, um, you know, explain exactly what this contest is and and you being eligible and just uh, give us all the pertinent information uh, surrounding this uh, TNA gut check opportunity that you have now. All right. Unfortunately, I don't have too many details from the email I got, but I will give you what I got. Um, from what I understand, it's a fan vote. It's 100% based on fan vote. I was involved in a vote for WWE Tough Enough a few years back when that was coming up, but that was only to influence the judges. It wasn't really all about the vote. This, from what I understand, is 100% fan voting, and the first round starts tomorrow afternoon. I don't have an exact time, but try 12 till 30, and, you know, if you plan to vote for me. Uh, the link is on the Ken Reedy page, facebook.com, slash Steve Off, at Steve Off on Twitter, etc., etc. And the winner of this overall contest gets a gut check TV segment match on Impact Wrestling. And I don't think I need to tell you what a great opportunity that is. We've seen that every Thursday. Well, not every Thursday, but every Thursday that they have it on the show. We've seen people's careers just... I mean, we haven't seen anybody make it to the full-time roster yet, but we've seen people, you know, get signed, go to OVW, and, you know, wait for their time. And, you know, a tremendous talent like Taylor Hendricks and, and Sam Shaw, who's, you know, a hell of a nice guy, too. Uh, you know, guys and girls like that now have an opportunity, and I'm telling you, they are going to be the future of that company, amongst others. And, you know, to be amongst those names, you know, means everything to me. And, you know, it's not a matter of if to me, it's a matter of when, and I just hope it's now because, you know, I'm getting a little impatient. I'm tired of waiting for my shots. So if they don't want to give it to me, I'm just going to have to take it. But this is a great opportunity, guys. Please go out and vote for me. And I'm going to go out on the limb right now and say that if I win, this competition, regardless if I get a contract or not, I'm going to donate $500 of my own money to the Make-A-Wish Foundation. That's how much this means to me and that organization, too. You know, that's another story for another day, but that's how much this means to me. And that's if I lose. If I win and then win on TV and get a contract, I will donate $1,000 of my own money from that contract to the Make-A-Wish Foundation. That's a little extra incentive to go out and vote for me to help me do a good thing for somebody else. Because right now I don't have the financial means to do that. But if I win that contract, I absolutely will, and I'll do so. 
Well, that, that's great. I mean, yeah, that's uh, you know, yeah, if you you know, if you're listening out there, you know, you want to vote. I mean, that's a great incentive that uh, you know, Steve Off gets in, and he's going to be throwing some money uh towards uh, a great organization. So uh, be sure to get there and vote. Um, curious, how many uh, wrestlers are going to be uh, involved in this ballot? I mean, a lot. Unfortunately, that could be a good or a bad thing. I'm not sure, but I think there's around 100. Anybody who's ever, you know, been on a gut check on TV and lost or been on a gut check seminar is eligible. So there's a lot of names out there, some that are, you know, top indie names and some that are up and coming, some just starting out. But, you know, there's such a wide variety of talent that if I get a heavy vote right away, I have a tremendous advantage because, you know, you, you have too much on a menu. You don't know what you want to order. Sure, it's all good but you don't know what you want because there's too much to pick from. So I think on in that note, I think it would be a tremendous advantage if I get, you know, a lot of votes right away. So that's what I'm aiming for. What do you think? I mean, being involved now and, and you're obviously, you know, the direction, uh, you're heavily involved on the, on the indie scene and obviously in TNA. Um, what, what do you think of the creative direction right now and what uh, TNA is, is putting out there right now for their TV product? Honestly, I like all the company's TV products right now. I know that sounds like the politically correct thing to say. Uh, my favorites are TNA and Ring of Honor right now. You know, no disrespect to WWE, but, you know, those two companies, they're kind of, you know, they're, they're on top of the world, sure, but, you know, they're not the WWE. They're fighting from underneath. You know, maybe neither one will ever be on that level of the WWE, you know, financially, but product-wise, they far surpass it, in my opinion. I think the Aces and Eights thing, uh, I, you said it was dragging out a little bit. I mean, I wouldn't disagree with that, but I think there's a big payoff coming that we're not seeing. I didn't see the Taz thing coming. I mean, you know, it seems kind of random, but is it? I mean, maybe, you know, maybe Bubba Dudley or uh, Bully Ray, I'm sorry, is behind all of it. That's what I thought. When the whole wedding thing came around, I said, yep, Bully Ray suspended. Brooks in love with him. They're going to join the Aces and That's what I thought. But, but they threw a total curveball at us with the Taz thing. I mean, I don't know what to think of it, but I think something big's coming. I don't think any of us can possibly predict what it is, but I guess we'll just have to stay tuned. But overall, I think the product is great. Very cool. Um, what you know? Just curious. I mean, your your schedule now. I mean, now that you're involved in the the gut check, uh, you know, how how many promotions right now are you wrestling for? I've got four consistently. That's BWO, NWA Dog, NWA on Fire, and EPWE. Uh, NWA Dog and ETWE seem to have uh, issues with their buildings that they're booking. They need to look elsewhere because, you know, it's not them. You know, the management's great. The talent's great. But it's just, you know, some – and I know firsthand experience of helping BWO promote here and there back in the day. Some buildings, pardon my French, are just assholes to deal with, you know, the people that run them. But, you know, I got a lot of good companies there just in those four that I'm working for. I'm looking to branch out a little bit more. You know, maybe ECWA, maybe NYWC. I mean, I haven't sent feelers out to anybody. I haven't sent my stuff in a while. I think it's about time to do that again. And, you know, I mean, there's no specific indies I really want to work for besides, you know, maybe the, the wrestling is fun, wrestling is uh, respect brand. Those are those are all cool. Now, Steve, i got a quick question for you. With this voting for the, for the TNA gut check, you know, you said there's possibly up to 100 wrestlers. So really what this comes down to is a um, – is, is is somewhat of a uh, 
a popularity contest because not everybody sees, you know, some of these some of these other contestants. So, right. you know, for instance, like yourself, you know, it's the people that go to the ECWE shows or the BWO shows or the NWA dog shows that, you know, follow you on Twitter or on Facebook that will st- that, that that would vote for you. Is there any particular thing or way that you can figure out to kind of stand above everyone else in, in, in a sense when it come, when, in terms of the voting, any kind of strategy that you have, like, you know, maybe putting, you know, some clips of your matches on YouTube for, you know, other other people in certain areas to see. I mean, I don't know. I'm just trying to figure out how this could how this could potentially help you um, get a contract. Would you happen to have any idea? Yeah, I mean, of course, I'm still turning stuff over in my head, still talking with Mr. Arian about what we're going to do. But the main thing is self-promotion because a lot of guys don't get that. They make the Facebook event and they post it once or twice. Sure, their friends and their family are going to go vote for them every day, but that's it. You know, and, and you can't just appeal to your fans that know you and your family and friends. Sure, they're the most important people in your life, but you can't just get it out there for them. You've got to think big and spread it around for everybody. I mean... I made an event invite on Facebook, invited all my friends. A couple other guys did that, too. Very smart. Uh, used the hashtag uh, Gut Check Challenge that, on Twitter. That's a plan of mine. I mean, I, I'm surprised how many guys aren't doing that. You know, there's the same 10 or 12 guys that I've seen on Facebook and Twitter promoting themselves. So I think right there I have an advantage to be in the top 15 or 20. And as far as pushing it further than that. Like I said, it's all about promotion. I'm trying to think outside the box a little bit. I don't have a ton of time. I think it's only going to be for like a month, maybe a month and a half to vote. If that. So, you know, I'm trying to think outside the box. And anybody who has any suggestions, please Facebook and Twitter me and please uh, private message me so my fellow contestants don't see. But please shoot <laughs> your line my way if you have an idea. And and before we let you go, why don't you let uh, our fans know where where they can see you uh, in the next few weeks uh, in the ring, to, so they can get a look at uh, you know all the skills that Steve Alt brings to the table. Well, I'm going to be. I believe my next show is going to be for BWO. We don't have an official date yet. It's going to be in February. Uh, we're just working things out with the building right now, but we do have a confirmed uh, day for February. We're just not sure which date it's going to be just yet. There will be a show in February. Probably going to do something for NWA on fire. Uh, they haven't notified me yet in regards to when the show is, if they want me on it or not. You know, nothing too solid yet for, for that, but I do have a lot coming up. Very cool. Well, you know, we'll we'll be uh, helping you promote. You know, very exciting that you go and win the uh, Best Unsigned Talent Award, and, and lo and behold, you're eligible to get on Gut Check. Best of luck to you, and... Uh, Hopefully we see you out there on Spike TV. Yeah, like I said, it's not a matter of if, it's a, not, it's a matter of when. I'll also be on WrestleCon, WrestleMania weekend, assuming I'm not under contract to TNA or Ring of Honor by then. Very cool. Thanks a lot for so giving us check a it few out. minutes. We'll talk to you soon. Absolutely, brother. Enjoy the rest of the show. I know I will. Thanks. Talk to you later, man. All right. Thanks, Steve. Very cool. Again, it, it's really exciting. Like, you know, less than a month. You know, best unsigned talent. Look at them. So, uh, yeah, I mean, we're, we're going to have the link up. Voting starts tomorrow. So uh, vote for Steve Off. Maybe we can see him on uh, TNA television. That would be really cool. So uh, good luck to him, and thanks a lot for giving us a few minutes uh, here. Uh, we still have some phone callers on the line. We're getting close to the, the break, so don't want to cut you guys off. So as soon as we're done with the news, 
we're going to go right back to the phones. Dave and I will shut up for a little bit, and we'll just we're going to go right out there. So uh, stay on the line, be patient. Thank you so much for supporting us. We really appreciate it. Three four seven eight three eight nine eight one five is the number to call if you want to talk wrestling. If you want to be the part of the best pro wrestling talk around, you call in this show. But now we're going to take a break. We're going to give it to you, the best news update in all the land, the Day 5 50-50 News Report. Thank you very much, Ken, for that wonderful intro. This is the Day 5 News Report, only heard here on the Ken Reedy Show. And to start off this news week, I made a note on the Ken Reedy Show Facebook page this week that former WWE Hall of Famer superstar Billy Graham was admitted to the hospital this week with double pneumonia. It was then reported later in the week that Graham was beginning to suffer heart failure, and with the apparent health issues he has been suffering as of late, his condition looked to be only getting worse. I can now report to you, I now can report to you, that Graham's wife has publicly stated that his heart is functioning at a normal rate, and he looks to be on his way to recovery. We nice. are the Ken Reedy Show. want to wish you, superstar Billy Graham, a speedy recovery. Rumors as of late. I like to say that word, rumors, because I don't report this stuff. But rumors as of late have circulated through various wrestling media outlets in regards to several names being inducted into the 2013 WWE Hall of Fame class. <clears throat> Excuse me. Names such as Bob Backlund, Bruno Sammartino, Trish Stratus, Kamala, D-Generation X, and The Click has even been discussed. And they weren't even a faction on TV, but a group of friends behind the scenes that consisted of Kevin Nash, Triple H, Shawn Michaels, X-Pac, and Scott Hall. Even as recently, two new names have been rumored to go into the WWE Hall of Fame, Jake the Snake Roberts and Scott Hall, both who have been doing a yoga rehab life coach program kind of thing with DDP, uh, are both likely considered due to their recent turnaround in their lifestyle and working with Diamond Dallas Page. Both these inductions are obviously not confirmed, but reports suggest DDP was the one who suggested the idea to WWE to induct the two of them. TNA Wrestling left for a UK tour yesterday, but without TNA World Heavyweight Champion Jeff Hardy. Hardy, who had been convicted of a felony drug charge a few years back, is not allowed to leave the United States while on probation. Hardy has been replaced on the UK tour by the one and only Sting. It was reported this week that an arrest warrant was issued for former NWA World Tag Team Champion and original Midnight Express member, beautiful Bobby Eaton, for not appearing in court for a DUI charge that stems from the year 2002. The warrant is said to be part of a new policy issued by the state of Alabama court system for catching up with unresolved cases. And in our final story this week, Many names have been rumored to return to the WWE and be involved in next week's Royal Rumble match. A few weeks back, I reported through some sources that MVP and Shelton Benjamin were rumored to return. In regards to MVP, he is currently under contract to New Japan Pro Wrestling. However, several new names have been discussed to return 
such as NXT Season 2 winner Cabal, former ECW original Tommy Dreamer, and the New Age Outlaws are all rumored to appear in the Royal Rumble match. And you just heard him a few minutes ago on the phone, best unsigned talent of 2012, Steve Off. Well, if you're going to vote for him to be in the um, TNA gut check, you want to check out what he's done before he makes it to the big time. YouTube slash Steve Off, check it out, The Gun Show. Him, Bob Arian, El Rotundo Genioso, they got all kinds of crazy shit going on. And there you have it. That was the Day 5 News Report. Only heard on the Ken Reedy Show. Ken, back to you. Nice. You know, the best story there is uh, Superstar Billy Graham doing better. So uh, all the best, man. That's just great news. Great news uh, to be reporting here. So uh, all the best going out to him. And like I said, we're going to come out of the news. We're going to go right back out to the phones. We've had some really patient individuals out there. We're going to start off right now. we got our friend Dank who's been on for a while. Dank, how you doing? Good. How you guys doing tonight? Doing all right. What do you got for us? Uh, you got the perfect timing to take my phone call because my game just went to halftime. <laughs> How's it going right now? It's going good. We are up 13-7, so that's always good. But we're still got another half to go. And uh, we're uh, scrambling here and there, but holding our own. Congratulations on your victory, by the way. I'm sure that you're, uh, you must be having some kind of red glow going on right now. A little bit, a little bit. Yeah, I'm so, a little excited. So I have a few different courts for that Super Bowl, but um, I got uh, two questions. One is of a serious nature and one of a more a happy-go-lucky nature. I apologize for the people going off in the background. <laughs> what is that? It's a fire alarm. It goes off. Like every so often for a couple of minutes. You should probably have that fixed. <laughs> oh, there you go. There you <laughs> go. <laughs> All right, what do you got? Fire alarm went off. My cooking must be done. It's my timer. Oh <laughs> 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 um, well, I was watching the um, NFL pregame show, and they were talking about how there is not a lot of African American head coaches, and. Uh, me and my girlfriend started talking about affirmative action, which made, like, it led me to ask, looking into the roster, and, and I, I watch Raw for the most part. I, don't, I can't really speak for SmackDown. I can't really speak for TNA. But in your opinion, do you think there seems to be a lack of African-American wrestlers in WWE or Raw to where people could think that Vince is trying to be more on the Caucasian or Latino heavy side and and like possibly overlooking talent from certain people or is it just a coincidence? Because by my count, there's Kofi Kingston, there's um, uh, Big E, the new guy that just came on, and Booker T. And I can't think of any any, any other... Wrestler is African American. What do you think? Is it a coincidence? You forgot about Little Jimmy and our truth. Oh, Little Jimmy and our truth. Wait, do we know Little Jimmy? Definitely black. Do we know Little Jimmy is African American? We don't know that, but we can only assume. Okay. (laughs) You know, it's it's, the fact that Little Jimmy is African American that brings up the point, the, the, the count to five. 
It's it's, it's definitely a, a, here's here's my take on it. I I believe as far as McMahon goes, now whether it's it's racially motivated or or, or what he thinks or what goes on in his head, my feeling is that the only color that Vince McMahon cares about is green. And if he sees a certain marketability out of somebody, black, white, Asian, purple, whatever, uh, I think he's going to bring it in. Now, does he does he think in terms that, you know, African-American is a minority, so they're not going to be as marketable to a the majority of people? Does he look like that way? Who knows? But I think that... McMahon looks at things more from a marketability standpoint as opposed to uh, racially. However, I will say this, that I do firmly believe that there's always been a a certain uh, racism in the world of professional wrestling uh, that, um, you know, I I mean, I always look back, you know, uh, Ron Simmons being the the first African-American heavyweight champ and it was 92, 92, I mean, the 90s, and we're talking, you know, a black man finally was able to break through. So I'm kind of like playing both sides here. I do think there is a certain amount of racism in the world of wrestling. However, if Vince McMahon thinks that there's an African-American that can make him a lot of money, he's he's going to push that guy. What do you think, Dave? I mean, I, yeah, I would have to agree. I can't really speak for, you know, for for you know for for Vince McMahon and uh, you know just wrestling overall, um, I, I I think it just comes down to money and timing and you know, I mean I don't know I really I really that that that's a touchy subject you know that 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 that's real difficult to to to, to you know you could you could you could start a riot with that with that conversation <laughs> with some people you know what I mean you know so um, I mean I don't know I just. I really don't have an answer for it. Honestly, I really don't. Well, since you're like Mr. Know-It-All, Dave, he, uh, he being Ken, um, mentioned that Ron Simmons was the first African-American to win it in the 90s. How many African-Americans, WWE or heavyweight champions, have there been since Simmons? Since Ron Simmons? Well, no. Not, no, not not a lot at all. As a matter of fact, R-Truth, before he became R-Truth in the WWE, he won the NWA World Heavyweight title in the early days of TNA, when when TNA was NWA TNA wrestling. Um, he was the, you know, I think, he, I believe he was the second NWA World Champion in that particular era um, of, of the of the NWA World title. Um, I know The Rock, who is half. African American half Samoan um, was the WWE World Heavyweight Champion. I really uh, uh, Booker T was Booker T was the WCW Champion five times in the year 2000 and 2001, and then he won the World Heavyweight Title, I believe, in 2006. Um, after that, I, after that, I honestly can't say who else has been. Um, World World Heavyweight Champion that's been African American. Yeah, it's weird. I mean, Dave, you bring up a and, and you you know you're a better historian than I am, but has there been a, a purely African American 
WWE champ? I mean, you brought up The Rock, but he's half Booker Samoan. T. Well, Booker T. I mean, won. He won the world heavyweight title in the WWE. I mean, you could say that's the WWE. Ch- I mean, there's grand. There's two heavyweight championships. You know, there's the world title and the WWE title. But Booker T was probably the the, the, the closest thing to a pure African American world champion in that company. Yeah. So I mean, you know, there probably is some some racist practices uh, going on. Um, but again, like Dave said, it is a real touchy subject. So I don't think we're gonna. Let's let's stop it here. <laughs> but it is it's definitely an interesting topic. You know, it's probably something that we could dedicate an entire show to. Uh, definitely a, a a good question. You got anything else for us this week? Uh, yeah. Um, watching your quarterback, uh, Kaepernick, I believe it's pronounced. Yes. Watching him uh, last week and watching him during the season, when he runs into the end zone and scores that touchdown, he kisses his biceps which to me reminds me a lot of Scott Steiner when he used to come down to ring, and at least when I used to watch him, and he'd kiss his biceps, which I don't know if that's where he got it from or whether he is just a coincidence. In, a, in actuality, the- he's got a um, – there's a biblical proverb that he has uh, tattooed on his bicep, and that's where he's uh, – that's why that's he's kissing the- it. Yeah. <laughs> I forget what the proverb is, but that's that's where it's from. I actually, it's funny that you said that because I wanted to think that too. When he, when I first saw it, I'm like, that's awesome. Kaepernick's a wrestling fan, but uh, <laughs> no, that's not the case. Well, he might be a wrestling fan, but it wasn't from that. It was from uh, the proverb that's tattooed on his arm. As always, Dave, very thought provoking. Thanks a lot for the call. Hopefully, we'll talk to you next week. All righty, you guys have fun. Take it easy, man. Bye. Wow, huh? Dank bringing up a touchy subject. <laughs> yeah, it was... it's it's fun to like, especially nowadays when you're doing a radio show to just dance around that issue. It's a it's it's a tough issue to combat, and it's uh, you know, I, I both of us here. I mean, we're not in the front offices. We don't know what goes on, but uh, you know, I, I do firmly believe that you know, if, if Vince thinks he can make money off you, he's gonna he's gonna push you. So. Who knows? Who knows what goes on in the offices? But definitely a very thought-provoking question. We're going to go back out to the phones because I think we got Mike on the line. Mike, are you there? Very entertaining topic and very entertaining show so far. Thank you. I appreciate it. What do you got for us this week? Oh my God! Hey Ken, are you are you dumbing through the Shawn Michaels uh, Playgirl magazine as we speak? I hope not. <laughs> oh God, no! <laughs> the fact the fact that you bring it up scares me. <laughs> You know, Shawn Michaels. What do you call Shawn Michaels? Did everything that he could to try to to try to entertain us, and he and he has. I mean, you know, over the years. But uh, that's just so uh, funny. And you know what? I, hi. By the way, I just want to say hi to Dave. And uh, you know what's funny? I, I kind of think this is funny. The Click being inducted into the Hall of Fame. I heard that def- supposedly a rumor. I heard they're going to be inducted into the Hall of Fame. Because Madison Square Garden, I was there that day, as everybody knows about what happened. Were you really? I was there that day too. And they broke when they broke kayfabe. Yeah, and, that's and everybody right, and it was great. And then and then you know, uh, what's his name? Triple H got punished for it, and it was it was just a it was just a great thing to see. You know, that's that's how they were dedicated. You know, to being friends and life on the road, and they were the they were the clique. And there's a there's a song. 
by that's out there called Click by Jay Z and Big Sean and and uh, Kanye West. And every time I hear that song, I think of them. Um, awesome. You know, let me ask you something. Since you were there, because I'm curious your thoughts. When I was there. And maybe it's because I, you know, I was a little older, and I I knew at that point that wrestling was scripted. Um, I didn't realize how big a deal it was while I was sitting there. Uh, I, I just, you know, it was just something that happened. Um, you know, it was after the fact that I realized, you know, when you heard the stories, and you know, and, and you hear about Triple H getting punished and and everything that went on behind the scenes after the the curtain call. Uh, then you realize, wow, that was cool that I was there. But at that moment, I didn't think it was it was that big a deal. I didn't realize that I was seeing something that wound up being very historical uh, in the world of pro wrestling. Did you realize the importance of the event, or you just kind of thought, hey, it was something cool? Well, I was like, I was like, why? I was like, why is Shawn Michaels hugging Diesel? What the <laughs> hell is going on? What, you know? I mean, uh, you know, I mean, I was there were fans, there were fans, you know, baffled by it. There was a lady and the son. There was a lady covering the son's eyes. She's like, oh no, I didn't want you to realize that wrestling's not real. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> you know, and um, and the other the other thing that uh that I was gonna bring up. I mean, we're talking about the, this whole thing now that I I opened up my mouth about the click. And I and I and I and I loved it, and I and I remember, and I watched the the Triple H DVD, and I re, and I remember sitting there going, um, and thinking to myself, gee, now he pun he punished he punished his um Triple H by making him the king of the ring, and and Triple H would not wear the crown. He's like, I'm not wearing this big hokey crown, and he smashed the crown over mankind's head. Not only the first night, the first night he stomped the damn crown over his head, then the second night, and and and, and I think that was the, the beginning of the first King of the Ring that never, well, besides Stone Cold Steve Austin, too, he never wore the crown or nothing. Oh, but. Definitely. Well, I thought that was funny. I thought that was funny, and, and Triple H goes, well, he's not going to punish Shawn Michaels for it, you know, and, and it was, uh, McMahon didn't punish Shawn Michaels for it. I mean, Maybe putting him in silly matches and stuff, maybe after, or, or maybe trying to tell him, "Hey, Sean, stop dancing so much." <laughs> and, and 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 you know, um, but but yeah, that's uh, that's one of the that's one of the, the the funny things about wrestling is you never know what's gonna happen at an event. You know, I mean, uh, you know, you know, you never know what's gonna happen on a live or a house show that could happen. What um, are your thoughts? Yeah, on you? Do you think uh, they should go into the hall as a group? Do I think so? Yes. As you a do. Group, oh, yes. I think I think they should. I think they should definitely go into the hall as a group. They did a lot for the business. Um, you know, as as did Hulk Hogan did a lot for the business as well. To hear your comments, and I know Hulk Hogan wasn't a wrestler. One of the one of the, the guys said, "My grandmother could draw a better lay drop." But let me tell you something. As a wrestling fan in the '80s, Hulk Hogan was the best thing that happened to me. I mean, I loved, you know, I lived and died by Hulk Hogan. Whatever Hulk Hogan did, I just stood there and was like, oh, my goodness, he's picking up Andre the Giant. Oh, my goodness. He, but, but, you know, and then, the, and then again, the cheers turned to booze because here he is in the 90s. He's taking on an earthquake, and you can see Hulk Hogan's body wasn't the same. 
And people got tired of seeing Hogan rip off the T-shirt and everything. Yeah, it's, and that's the funny thing, you know, like everything in wrestling, like you know, you know, things have to change, have to turn it around. And it is interesting that they just they really have steered clear of of turning Cena heel. You know, it right. seems like for all of us that would be the natural progression, but. Right. Uh, they haven't done it, but I'm I'm right no, there. I'm, I'm shocked. Was... I'm shocked about. I'm very shocked about that. Um, you know, I'm very shocked about that they haven't turned Cena um heel. And don't forget, in the beginning when Cena came in, um, they, they were, I think they were going to have him fight Eminem at WrestleMania 19. Wasn't it supposed to be him versus Eminem because John Cena was doing this rap gimmick? And it was out of the shadows of the rap gimmick that John and people forget this. When he went up against Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania, they they they, they, they booed him. When he when went he up against Triple H, H, they booed him. So they so weren't cheering for them. They, they, they weren't cheering for him for some reason. And, and, and they, they, I, I think it they also has to do with Edge, too. Edge, people people like Edge a lot. Oh, yeah, I mean, a lot, of, including our, our friend Justin, who called Yeah, and, I, and you know what? Justin does a very good Macho Man impression. He, he says, oh, yeah, very well. And you know what? <laughs> I applaud Justin because Justin's a diehard wrestling fan, and I and I um and I like that. Um, yeah, he's, he's, just like I like um Steve Off. I love the guy, and you know what? I'm gonna vote for Steve Off because not only is he a good wrestler and a good talented guy, but he's also a very nice guy. He was one of the first people that I met when I went into the WWE locker room, and he embraced like my family. He is a good guy. We're we're all like definitely pulling for him. Mike, as always, very entertaining call. Thanks for giving us a buzz, and hope to talk to you next week. Oh, you got it, guys, and I'll be listening. And and Dave, you know, I let you do the news this week, my brother, and you gave us some good news. And I will uh, be talking to you guys next week. And Ken, as always, like I said, you're doing a great job. Keep it up, Ken. And I, I will always support my indies. Just support, as well as you guys support all the indies. And uh, keep on checking out for some, some stuff from BWO, EG, EGW, EGW um, ECPW, um, and, and so on. So I'll speak to you guys later. And, oh, oh and by the way, guys. Yeah. Tomorrow. Well, I got for it. Listen, I got one more thing. Okay. Now tomorrow Obama is supposed to be speaking, correct? About he's going to. Oh, we're not going into politics, please. Listen, I have to because it's it's very important. Okay, Bob Arian. I I heard he's on his way to Washington to try to get the vote out to Steve Off. I hope he doesn't do it. I mean, come on. <laughs> That's Thanks what I'm hearing us. right now in my in my earpiece. I have an earpiece, but I'm hearing that Bob Arian is going to attempt, and that's how he's going to get Steve off to TNA. He's going to jump out of the crowd and say, vote for Steve off, and I hope it doesn't happen. <laughs> awesome, Mike. Or Thanks I hope a lot it, for you the know call. What? I, hope it, I hope it does happen. Go Bob Arian. I love All him. Right. I'll we'll see talk you guys later. Take care. All right, you too. Wow. <laughs> Mike, hey, Mike, thanks for calling after my news break. Holy cow. <laughs> Uh, he's got like, you know, think what's great about Mike is that Mike is just it's all like he's got I think so much going on up in that brain and then it just as soon as it's like Mike are you there it's just stream of consciousness like it just everything that's going on just keeps coming out one after the other and Man, it's just, you know, it's entertaining, but it's uh, sometimes hard to follow. But it was good that's stuff. A, that's, that's, that's 
going to be the, in the running for call of the year for yes. 2013. <laughs> right there and there. Oh, my God. How much would you, like, piss yourself, though, if you're, like, sitting there watching the inauguration tomorrow and you see Bob Arian jump on camera and yell, vote Steve off? Oh, my God. I, I, I hope I'm busy tomorrow during all that, to be honest <laughs> with you. I, when it, the minute he said the inauguration, I was like, oh, no, please, no, not oh. politics. I'm like, we almost we almost jumped the shark with the race card, you know, the last <laughs> fall. fall. We, don't need, we don't need to lose our viewership here on this show. We're trying to build it up. <laughs> exactly. Oh, Let, let's go back out to the phones. We catch our breath there. Uh, let's go right here. Hey, uh, call, are you there? Hey, brother. <laughs> How the hell are you? And we're doing all right here. How you doing, my... Who is this? Hulk Hogan. That's Hulk Hogan. Like a dream come true. Uh, uh, what's what's Steve, going on? How the hell are you? I'm doing all right. You're doing Steve, all right. How the hell are you? Hogan, your needle stuck. Wow, that's unbelievable. Steve, how the hell are you? <laughs> I don't know, you know Hogan. Okay. I hate to intrude. That's okay. Go ahead. Hey, brother. Yeah. I pity the fool. I pity your mama. I pity your mama's fool. <laughs> it reminds me. Hey, of I'm from New York. Are you? No, from, I thought you were from Florida. What the hell is wrong with you? <laughs> Are you crazy? You know, I might just be the way this show's going right now. What the hell is wrong with you? So you think you're a tough guy? Uh, not tougher than you, Hulkster. Okay. You're right. That's for damn sure. I sure, agree. that'll really work. Are you crazy? I think so, you know. Bang, splat, real fast. Hulkster, thank you so much for, for giving us a call. Hopefully we'll hear from you soon in the future. You're embarrassing me running around like an idiot in your trunks. <laughs> Sold all those shirts. And there you have it. I, just, I you know, it sounded yeah, like him, can. but uh, <laughs> it's embarrassing. You're running around in forty nine er trunks. <laughs> yeah, that's a I woo. Okay, that's what, you know. It's funny. That's what I love about doing this show. We have such a a band of misfits, and you never know who's going to call and and when and. uh uh, just interesting times, and we're gonna we're gonna stick with the phones. And uh, call, are you there? Hello, caller. Hello. Hey, is this this Tristan? Ah, one and only Ken. How are you doing? Doing all right. How are you doing, champ? Doing good. You know, I've been MIA the past couple of weeks, so you know, I think it's time. You know, I think it's just about time that people hear my voice. You know what I mean? Glad to hear from you. Know how are you doing? Post, uh, you know, people didn't see it on on the internet, uh, but uh, you you were kidnapped by uh, Bob Arian and Steve Off. Uh, glad to hear you're you're out. You sound okay. Uh, how are you doing after that? Yeah, I mean, I mean, it, it, it happened some weeks ago. You know, I'm I'm doing all right. You know, me 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 and my attorneys we're 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 looking into uh into into the legality of that. But you know, my, my lawyers tell me by the paperwork that I signed. I, I kind of signed away the law and all my rights, you know. So, um, yeah, I think we might just going to have to – Steve and I, we're probably just going to have to handle this in the ring. You know, I mean, I, you know what? It's just lock me, me, Bob, and Steve in, in a cage, and, and just let me go at it. You know, I've beat Steve plenty of times, so, you know, 
I just beat Steve up a little bit, and I just pummel Bob Arian. You know, that's what I really think should happen. Lock the three of us in a cage, and just letting you have Adam. So if you if you if you do have a cage match, is uh, Steve off going to get another shot at the BWO title? You know what? Desperate people do desperate things, Ken. So you know when I when when I was kidnapped, you know, and 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 and, and for those of you guys that don't know, it's normally the, the bad guy, the villain, me. I'm the one that's supposed to be doing the kidnapping, <laughs> but he took a page out of my book, the good guy, and kidnapped me. So you know, but either way, desperate guys, desperate people do desperate things. So. Well, I'm sitting there, you know, and I'm signing the paperwork away as well, too. My attorney told me that I most likely signed up for another match as well, too. So we're trying to get the original copies of everything that I signed. And this is for the, the BWO Heavyweight Championship. I know the, the BWO didn't really uh, run over the holiday season. Uh, when when will the BWO be uh, coming back? Well, there's only one way to find out when BWO is coming back. you got to check out the website, bodyslamwrestling.com. Follow us on Twitter, at bodyslam, or... Check out check out check us out on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Body Slam Wrestling Organization. That's the best way to find out when the shows are coming and, and who you'll see. And, and you know, you might even I mean it's so generous, even though, you know, I haven't probably signed away my entire rights. But you may feel generous that I may, you know, take Bob Arian out of the ring and beat him up a little bit because, you know, that's what old people need these days. You need to let them know that it's about the future, it's not about the past. Or some other places, you know. Um, you know, we'll check out the BWL, see when that's going on. But uh, so, where are you wrestling these days? I know you, you, you know, primarily you're the you're the champ there in BWO, but uh, you like to bring your talents elsewhere throughout the uh, area. So, uh, what have you been up to lately? Oh man, well, you know, throughout the holidays, I had to, I had to fire my uh, my my website person because my website person wasn't updating the website nor the Facebook, which explains why. Uh, Explains the, the 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 lack of on my on my website on my Facebook. So um, February second, I'm taking on uh, uh, Nunzio, you know, Little Guido, uh, in Middletown, New York, at Party Party Zone USA. It's on they say it's on uh, two eleven in Middletown, New York. So it's pretty much you know for those of you guys who don't know, you know, Nunzio was my teacher. So you know, student meets the teacher. You know, so it's time for me to show the teacher that you know that the student paid attention. That's pretty much it. And, you know, check out my website. There's a couple more dates that I'm working on for the year. You know, body slam, uh, TristanLaw.com. You know, if you want to find all the dates of me, you know, because I'm going to have my new website person uh, starting soon. Uh, so you can handle the website and the Twitter, and everything will be going good for me. That sounds great. You know, thanks for giving us a few minutes, Champ. And you know what? Uh, call back sooner than later. No problem. Well, thank, thanks for having me uh, as, as well. You know, I'd also like to thank the people that uh that that wanted to vote for me, you know, for best unsigned uh, talent of 2012. But honestly, you know, I didn't really need to win that because I know I'm the best unsigned talent. I don't need like you know, you know, anybody to go out and vote for me because all my real fans already know that I'm the best unsigned talent of 2012. And for those of you guys who know you, let's let's feel bad for Steve Off and vote for him so he could go in TNA, you know, TNA Impact, so you can watch you know, uh, uh, a guy get his ass whipped on TV. So Steve Off will be getting his ass whipped by me on a regional level. He'll be getting his ass whipped on a, on a worldwide level. So good luck, Steve Off. TNAGutCheck.com. Make sure you vote for Steve Off. Thanks a lot. Good talking to you. Take care of yourself, champ. Likewise. Enjoy. Good evening. 
And again, that's what I love about this show. You never know who's going to call in. The BWL Heavyweight Champ gives us a buzz out of nowhere. Uh, that's, you know, it's interesting. Uh, he, you know, all, he had a great showing uh, in the, the voting uh, for Best Unsigned Talent. Came in second place to Steve Off. Uh, still had a, a, a number, you know, a few hundred votes uh, supporting him. So Tristan definitely had a, a good showing in the ballot, but uh, Steve Off came... Uh, Came out on top, and, uh, you know, Tristan saying he wants to see Steve Off get his ass whooped on national TV. So uh, whatever the reasoning is, whether it's uh, altruistic and, and supporting Steve or whether you just want to see Steve get his ass kicked on national TV, go ahead and vote for him on the Gut Check Challenge. Let's get our best unsigned talent of 2012 out there on TNA Impact. I wanted to hit something. We are going on the calls, and... Uh, Good time listening to the phone calls. And again, you want to call 347-838-9815. Let's talk a little bit about the Hall of Fame. Because Mike brought up a a good point that that the click is is eligible. And I'm curious your thoughts, Dave. Because I'm not a big fan of of the click going in. I get it. They're all very influential in the group. But it's kind of weird to me for a a, just like a backstage group of friends uh, to go into – the Hall of Fame um, because they gave it a name. I, I mean, it, it's weird to me, you know, like, I mean, I'm sure back in the eighties, I mean, there's a lot of, uh, you know, Hulk Hogan and Andre the giant were, were good friends. I mean, I don't know who else they were hanging out with, but you know, should we, we put that group of friends, you know, in the Hall of Fame, but they didn't have a cute little nickname. So um, they don't go in as a group. Um, it's not an on-screen group. Uh, it, it's it's weird to me to to put in a, a group of friends that were traveling together that happened to give uh, uh, their group a, a name. Um, and, and to be honest, you know, individually speaking, it, it's weird for you know, uh, like I'm okay with uh, Triple H going in, but he's he can go in on his own merit. Um, I think Nash and, and Hall can go in on their own merit, and obviously Michael is already there. I, yeah, I, it's weird for me thinking of, of Hall of Famer X-Pac. I, I don't know. I mean, he had some talent, but uh, it seems like that guy was just friends with the right people and, uh, you know, part of the NWO, part of DX. Um, I don't think of him as a Hall of Famer, but it's a, it's a weird thing. And maybe it's something, maybe it's a rumor that WWE has floated out there to, to see what will happen. And I get it that the curtain call happened at the Garden, but... I don't know. The click going into the Hall of Fame is is weird to me, and, and I'm not a big fan of it. Your thoughts? I don't think it's a good idea either. I mean, you know, there, there, there have been plenty of clicks in wrestling. Obviously, this was the most controversial click, so to speak, backstage. I mean, you know, for instance, Hulk Hogan has been known to, to, to run with his own kind of click, you know, with like guys like, you know, Brian Knobs and Brutus Beefcake and Jimmy Hart and, you know, uh, Hacksaw Jim Duggan, and you, know, you might as well induct all of them together as a group, and you know, call them, you know, Hogan Sheep or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, hmm. it, it, I just don't, I just don't see it. I just don't see a reasoning. Like you said, everyone, with the exception of Waltman, you know, can go in on their own merit. I personally like to see. I mean, you, we, we've talked about DX possibly going in. You know, if you want to do them as a group. Um, I, I don't see that as a problem, but, you know, and, and you say Waltman, you know, knows the right people and, you know, what have you, but <clears throat> I said it last week, I'll say it again, Coco beware. I mean, you know, if if he went in 
if he went in, they could put Jimmy Hart's megaphone in by itself. You know what I mean? Like I, I, I so Walt, Waltman's. I'm okay with Waltman going in if he goes in with a group like DX, Hall and Nash. They could, in my opinion, they should go in together. They did. I mean, they did great stuff separately on their own. But together is when they made the most impact in the wrestling business, when they were the outsiders and then eventually helping form the NWO. If they went in with Hogan as the NWO, you know, if Hogan's not working for TNA anymore, you know, years down the road, I would be cool with that too. Um, yeah, but I just don't see the click. I, 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 don't, I, don't really see, I don't see any reason why you need to put the five of them in there together like that. And especially if you haven't even put – I mean, Triple H. Triple H has done – a lot of good things to, for the wrestling business, and he has accomplished a lot in the WWE for his, you know, his, his entire career. I don't see why you'd want to put him in by himself first. Then maybe if you want to get a nostalgia pop and sell sell a couple of T-shirts, then you could put him in with DX, you know, in a few years. You know, I just don't, I, I just don't see any point in it. Plus, I think that because of the positive reaction that Ric Flair. You know that 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 Ric Flair had gotten in Miami last year because he went in a second time with the Horsemen. I think that's why that they're stumbling around with this idea of doing DX again, and then Shawn Michaels would be a two-time Hall of Famer. So I don't know. We'll see what happens. But and I, it's funny because I, I don't. I highly doubt the Click. I'll be I'll be shocked if the Click goes in together. And it's interesting because I agree with you. I, I'd like to see the NWO go in, and where so Hogan winds up being the 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 guy who's you know he gets two inductees as, as uh, inductions into the Hall of Fame. Um, and I'm I you know I'd be okay with that. The one thing like this year, it being this year, I, I agree with everything that you're saying, and I agree with uh, you know as much as Triple H has, has garnered a lot of criticism over the past few years, man, that guy goes in on his own. Uh, he just does, I mean, he, and he deserves it. He deserves going in on his own. Uh, tremendous competitor for years. Uh, great grasp of, of heel psychology. Uh, Triple H was just very talented and gets, you know, undue criticism for banging the boss's daughter. And, you know, did that hurt his career? No, absolutely not. But this guy... To, was very talented. I mean, there was, you know, injuries kind of took over. But there was a time that I thought Triple H was a guy that that could be the best ever. Uh, just everything he brought to the table, uh, you know, the, the build he had, plus his understanding for uh, the business and, and in-ring psychology. I just saw Triple H was incredibly talented in his prime. You know, injuries kind of shortened things for him. Uh but that guy goes in on his own, as far as I'm concerned. Number one, number two, uh, Shawn Michaels. I, I'm okay with him having a a second induction, just not this soon. It, it was something so special that that Ric Flair is the only guy to have two inductions. Let's wait a while. We got time. I agree with you. Like, let Triple H get an induction on his own. Years from now, you want to put DX in. You know, Michaels gets his second induction, and, and Triple H gets gets second second induction. Fine. You wait a few years, you put the NWO in as a group, and Hogan gets his second induction. Fine. But I would like it to go for a few years that Ric Flair is the only guy to have two Hall of Fame rings. 
because uh, it was something special, and they built it up as something special, and I think it should last for a few years. Um, the other problem I have with, with the group, and, and, and not the click, but DX, is really and truly, if you're going to put DX in, China should be going in. And China is, as far as female wrestlers goes, she can go in on her own merit, but she definitely should go in as part of DX. And at this point in time, there's no way in hell they're they're bringing China to WrestleMania. So, you know, I, I, I'm not a big fan. I, again, DX down the road a piece, but I, I don't know if I want to see DX right now going into the Hall of Fame. And we asked you guys on Facebook your thoughts on the Hall of Fame. And uh, Joe Garcia actually said he wants to see Bob Arian going into the Hall of Fame. So, uh, you know, Bob, stand by your phone. Maybe you get a call from Vince uh, shortly. Uh, Bob, yeah, the Hall of Fame of nut jobs. <laughs> we need to start a Hall of Fame here, and we should probably have like the nut job wing. And we'll do that. We'll start. That's all of our, that's all of our callers. <laughs> Bob Arian, thank Mike Ferrara, the, the the Hulk Hogan voiceover. He can even get in too. Yeah, who knows? And maybe it was Hogan. Maybe Hogan's like sitting home. He was bored and just was kind of rambling uh, on and on. Who knows? But uh. Bob Scott said, not the click. So uh, someone who is not going to give us a name who he wants to see in, but under no circumstances does Bob Scott want to see the click. Our friend cameraman Carlos, uh, producer of our NWA On Fire TV program, says pro wrestling's oldest living legend, Angelo Savoldi. And that that's a good name, and I, I wouldn't mind seeing uh, him get an induction, especially a guy from the area. So that... Uh, you know, again, like every year they with inductions, you know, they usually grab some uh, some of the old-timers and stuff. I, w- I would love to see Angelo Savoldi go into the Hall of Fame. I'm surprised he's not in already. Uh, Justin Rosenbluth says, uh, in the celebrity wing, Bob Barker, call him to the stage like he's a Price is Right contestant. <laughs> that would be awesome. Bob Barker, come on down! Uh, John Trezolov, oh, gee, I'm sorry, I'm bad with these pronunciation of names. John Trezolov, lovely, lovely, Trezolov. That's why we have a producer. Yeah, <laughs> yes. you get on a phonetic spelling for that. Uh, but <laughs> thank you very much, but he wrote it, uh, Ken Reedy, uh, for the WWE Hall of Fame. So, uh, yeah, I'll be waiting by my phone. I'm sure I'll get a phone call real shortly. Um, Michelle DeGee, Celebrity Wing, vote Cindy Lauper. Cindy Lauper, another guy, uh, another guy, another woman, uh, totally deserve it of, of going into the Celebrity Wing. Uh, in my opinion, also, you know, Mr. T, uh, two guys, if they're going to have this, quote, Celebrity Wing, when I look at Cindy Lauper and Mr. T, that, that, that's a no-brainer. Those two should have been in a long time ago. A.J. Ramirez, Mario Mancini, or Just Incredible? John uh, Clifford, Macho Man Randy Savage, Scott Greenbaum, Savage, Kevin Thomas, Randy Savage, and Elizabeth. So rounding out your fan votes with uh, a lot of Savage talk. And I read something interesting this week about Randy Savage because I had heard that, uh, you know, Lanny Poffo was holding out for the Poffo family to get inducted together. So it would be Angelo, Randy, and Lanny would go in together and... Personally, and I liked Lanny, and I liked when he was the genius. I, I don't know if I really saw him as as a Hall of Famer, barring you know. I'm going to stop. Like I think we need to throw out the uh, the uh, 
Coco beware factor, the Coco factor, because, uh, you know, yes, you, you go to Coco, okay, yeah, Lanny deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. But that aside, I don't know if I really saw Lanny as a Hall of Famer, um, so I thought it was kind of uh, self-serving a bit that Lanny was drawing this line in the sand that, uh, you know, if Randy was to go into the Hall of Fame, he wanted the uh, Poffo family to, to go in. But I read something that this week, that uh, Lanny Poffo said that uh, Randy, uh, when the Von Erichs went into the Hall of Fame, said, well, if they're going in as a family, we're going in as a family. If I get the call, I'm not going in without my family. And Lanny said, if that was Randy's wish, we're not going against his wish since he's passed away. That was his wish, and, and we're sticking to it. So I found that interesting, and, and, and I'm more okay with it if the Poffo family is going to draw that line in the sand and say, well, we're, we're going in as a family, and if we're not going in as a family, we're not going to go in at all, uh, even though as a wrestling fan, I, I think Randy Savage more than deserves going in on his own. Uh, your thoughts on Savage? Oh, I absolutely. I totally agree. I'm a huge Macho Man, Mark. I mean, I, I the guy was ahead of his time. Um, he, he did so much for the wrestling business, um, you know, and even, even I don't know, it just seemed like he quietly, like, stepped away. It's like I wish, like, I, I wish there was, like, a final, like, you know, period to the end of that great sentence known as his career where he can, where he can get recognized, you know, because it just seemed like he faded off into the sunset, you know, without even being noticed in, in, in WCW. Um that, that giant, you know, cluster that, you know, that that, that company was. Um, I, I will say this. I may I may ruffle some feathers by saying this, but it, it, and it, that's just me being a selfish wrestling fan just for a moment. But um, I just find it interesting that, you know, this talk of Randy Savage going into the Hall of Fame has basically been like running rampant like ever since he died. The minute he died, it was like message boards and and the you know the. The dirt sheets were like, oh, he's definitely going to the Hall of Fame next year. He's got to now. He's got to. He's dead. He's got to, you know. So Miami rolls around. He's not going to the Hall of Fame. We're coming up towards, you know, WrestleMania in, you know, a few months. I I don't see it happening. Um, But I just find it interesting that his brother, who basically, with all intents and purposes, was nowhere to be found, before he died, like in terms of like in the wrestling spotlight, so to speak. I mean, you know, you get a lot of these legends that go to these conventions and they do these shoot interviews and these autograph signings. And, you know, I, I keep up with a lot of that stuff, especially because I do the news now, but I did before when I, before I started the show. And I didn't see anything with Lanny Popo. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. Didn't see him listed for like indie shows. Didn't see him listed to like be at any kind of wrestling conventions. Maybe a couple here and there. But ever since his brother died, he's, like, all over. He's done, like, three or four shoot interviews and, and, and saying the same thing about if, if this was Randy's wish that, you know, he's not going in unless we all go in together kind of thing. You know, and he's, he's, he does all these conventions now. I just I – I, I, find, I find it a little odd, and I think, it's, I think it's pretty messed up in some ways that, like, all of a sudden now his brother's coming out, and, and in order for his brother to get that 15 minutes of fame, it had to be at the expense of, you know, his brother's death. You know what I mean? I just don't I, – I find something fishy about all that personally. And, unfortunately, 
That's just that's just how some people in the wrestling business are. That's just my opinion. I, I don't know if it's fact, but I just find it interesting that, like I said, he had been nowhere to be found before Macho Man died. Now all of a sudden Macho Man died, and he's got all these things that he's that you know Randy didn't want. You know Randy doesn't want to go to the Hall of Fame unless it's with us. And then all of a sudden he's doing all these appearances and and, and all this all making all this money with these shoot shoot interviews. I just I just find it weird. That's all. No, and you're right. I mean, it's a good point. And, and, you know, my point is if he's telling the truth, then I get it. But you're right. You know, is he looking for his, you know, uh, 15 more minutes of fame? Is he, uh, you know, you get into the Hall of Fame, I'm sure doing signings and stuff, you can charge a little bit more money. Um, who knows? It, it is a, it's an interesting business, uh, you know, and, here for myself right now, uh, doing this show and doing uh, the NWA on fire and going to events and stuff. Uh, yeah, you know, I love this business. I love being uh, the the small part of it. I I am like I love being a part of it. Um, but it it is a a shady business, and there are you know sometimes people got to do uh, you know they're out for their own. And and uh, you know I've met some really great people, but it's still a uh, you know, it, it, it's a very, it's a fascinating business. It really is. And uh, you're right. I mean, who knows? Maybe this is something where uh, Lanny's a little hard up for money, and this is something that, uh, you know, can can help what he charges. But the the thing is, you know, it's funny because whether that's the case or not, I, I I don't see Vince McMahon or the WWE, whoever's in charge, being like sitting back and saying, oh well, uh, you know. Lanny's demanding this, so we better do it. I mean, it's almost like it's. I would almost think with the way what we've seen out of Vince McMahon's personality, it's almost a detriment. You know, I could almost see him sitting in his office saying, "Well, Lanny's going to demand going. Well, I guess we're never putting him in the Hall of Fame. You're not going to blackmail me." I mean, that's. I can't fathom Vince saying, "All right, we're putting the Poffo family in because Lanny said so." So, who knows? It should be interesting to see how it all plays out. But definitely, uh, you know, as we saw on our Facebook page, uh, a lot of people want Savage in. Savage definitely uh, deserved to to be in the Hall of Fame. And hopefully, whether it's politicking or family business or whatever it is, at some point in the not-too-distant future, we see Randy Savage in the Hall of Fame. But for now, we it is that time. We've gotten to it. We're getting close to the end of the show. And here we go. The Ken Reedy Show, now of approval. Each and every week we get towards the end of our program, we have a thing called the nod of approval, which we talk about, well, we give something a nod. Something that we saw in the world of wrestling that we just sat back on the couch and we nodded to ourselves and said, you know what, that... That works. That worked. It could be anything. It could be a, a match, a, a promo, a, an event, uh, anything in the world of wrestling that just you, you sat back on your couch and you just went, you know, man, that 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 worked. I like that. That was good stuff. So, without further ado, Dave, who gets your nod of approval this week? Well, I've I've been really high on this this individual, and uh, you know, he, he showed me once again how impressive he can be, but. Um, 
Antonio Cesaro gets my nod of approval this week. Not for interrupting that terrible segment of Miz TV with, with the Miz and Ric Flair on Monday, but um, his match with Kofi Kingston on uh, on SmackDown on, on uh, Friday, Kofi was uh, jump off the top rope, and it looked like he was going for, like, a Hurricane Rana, and uh, all of a sudden Cesaro, like, countered it into into the equalizer so quickly. It was just it was just very impressive. He's... He, he, his strength and his innovation it really impresses the hell out of me more so than his character, and I think that 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 is also going to help get him over even more. It's just the, the the innovative moves that he does, and you know how well he transitions, and you know stuff like that with, with those moves. So, um, yeah, I, I was once again impressed, and I hope that they do something good with him as far as WrestleMania goes, because he's really shown. Um, you know, me and probably a lot of other people that, you know, he's got the goods to be a major player in the future someday. I agree with you. I mean, I, I think uh, he's definitely a very talented individual. And, I, you know, if we had a segment on this show called, uh, you know, instead of the nod of approval, the, the head shake of disdain, um, it, it would have been that Ric Flair Miz segment because I, I did find myself sitting there going, come on. I, I mean, I was – you know, it just, again, the Miz face thing is, is awkward, and I was just kind of, come on, Rick. You know, it just, Rick, stop, please. Um, but, you know, everything that Cesaro is bringing to the table right now, I'm liking it. And one thing I'll tell you with Cesaro that I'm really enjoying is, which I don't remember if I've ever seen anyone do this before, but the fact that he's a foreigner and he's bringing the U.S. flag to the ring with him in almost like kind of a, a sarcastic fashion that, uh, you know, uh, just kind of mocking America while waving the American flag. I mean, the you know, the obvious choice has always been, you know, you, you bring your country's flag to the ring. I, I think it's such an interesting take on, on that character and kind of you know, sarcastically saying that he loves uh, the United States. So, uh, you know who did that? You know who did that before Cesaro? The Rougeau brothers. Did they? Do you remember the Rougeau brothers when they used to come before they before they were managed by Jimmy Hart, Jacques and Raymond? They used to come out waving like little mini American flags. In fact, their 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 theme song, which they sang, was called "All American Boys." Well, see, that's why I like having you on the show. Like, you remember stuff like that. I do remember the Rude shows. Like, I have forgotten. I <laughs> uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> Who knew that we'd be talking about the Rougeau brothers on tonight's show? But uh, you're developing a bit of a man crush on Cesaro. Oh, please. Get the... uh, I'll quit. If you, if you say that again, I quit. I swear to God. Anyway, let's let's get back to the nod of approval. I, you know, I have an interesting nod. We're going to be talking about man crushes on this show. Screw that. <laughs> this is a kind of a cumulative nod. Uh, it's not just for this week, but I was sitting back watching SmackDown this week, and Booker T came down to the ring, and you know he did his thing, he did his Booker T thing, and I, I just was like, you know what? He's really working as the GM. And and whether I'm not saying SmackDown show is always good, but it kind of gives the show direction. And he's a clear cut leader. And right now, you know the, I know you got like Vicky in charge on Raw and whatever, but it's kind of convoluted. And she's not really taking charge. And 
I just like what Booker T has done. And we on this show, we were very critical of Booker T and his commentating. And that role for him did not work at all. Uh, but I like what he's done. And I, and honestly, like I wasn't the, the, you know, I was, I can't say that I was ever a Booker T mark or I was, you know, I always thought he was talented, but I wouldn't call myself a Booker T fan. Uh, but I found myself sitting there watching SmackDown thinking this role has really worked well for him. He can come down. He cuts a decent promo. Um, you know, he's, he's a face, but you know, he can, he can confront people. Uh, they, they've done a good job. Like, you know, he hasn't gotten in the ring as the GM. So he's, you know, you know, he can go and he's still in good shape and maybe down the road, we're going to have a match with Booker T. But, uh, for now, it's just kind of that physical presence that he has. Uh, uh, I like everything that he's bringing to the table right now as as the GM, and it was something that just kind of struck me as the beginning of SmackDown. And I'm not even going to say that that was a great segment at the beginning of SmackDown, but I just like what Booker T has brought to the table over the uh, the past few months as as the SmackDown GM. Um, again, like giving the show direction and and just being a strong presence on the show. So my nod this week after being very critical for months at him being a commentator. My nod this week goes to Booker T. And there you have it. Booker T and Cesaro. Cesaro might be headed towards... I know I gave him a nod one week. Uh, Cesaro's going for the record. Cesaro may may have the uh, the most nods all time on this show. So there you have it. got like four. Yeah, this, this is Booker T's first. So let's see how that goes in the... The future of day I have it, Booker T and Cesaro. Nods of approval this week. The Ken Reedy Show. Nods of approval. What a show. Man, I love you guys. You guys and you're calling in and, and you just... These two hours just zip by, and, and you know what I like about you guys when you call? I mean, you know, you, you do bring the entertainment value, and, uh, you know, keep when, when you call, like, just remember, man, like, when you guys are calling in, like, you're calling a radio show. People are out there listening, and then bring it, and I like it when you guys bring it. Very entertaining phone calls tonight. Uh, just keeps the show moving. Love hearing what you guys uh Think of the world of professional wrestling and uh, just just bringing your personalities to the table. It's uh, it's good stuff. And uh, wow, you know we're coming to the end of the show. And next week, I mean, we talked about how it seems like WrestleMania season is kind of started a little early this year in 2013. Kind of started right at the beginning of January. But let's face it, WrestleMania season firmly gets in a high gear as soon as. The Royal Rumble is done, and next week we have a Royal Rumble pregame show. And one of, you know, I actually my favorite pay per view of the year, the Royal Rumble. So looking forward to that next week. We want to hear from all of you. Dave, you looking forward to the Rumble this year? I always look forward to the Rumble. And you want to know something interesting? Fact this historian over here on the other end of this line, last year's Royal Rumble was our first show together when the greatest tag team in wrestling radio history formed and took over the airwaves. So I think that's cause for celebration next week too as well. I'm going to have to like have a, 
you know, pop the cork over here and and celebrate. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to. I think honestly, and and we posed the question, and most people said that they don't see it, uh, you know, challenging for the greatest rumble in history. But with some of the names being thrown into the rumble match, people look at '92 as being the the greatest rumble of of all time. Uh, the rumble match was great. The undercard was okay. Um, you look at this year, you got a lot of potential in that Rumble match, plus you got Rock versus Punk. This is, and you have uh, the world title matchup between uh, Big Show and Del Rio. Um, you know, this this pay-per-view was shaping up to be, you know, not all about match, but a pretty good quote-unquote undercard. Uh, you know, the other match, whether they put the title match as the, the main event or whatever, but if I'm counting the Rumble match, the main event, the other matches, looks like we could have a very solid three hours next week, Dave. Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, tomorrow, excuse me, tomorrow. I, I wish the Royal Rumble was tomorrow. <laughs> next week's, next week's going to fly by. It should, it should be good. And with the Rumble, it's, uh, it, it's bound to be entertaining and kickstarting us off on uh, the road to WrestleMania. Yeah, so you call us. Be prepared to bring it. We want to hear your thoughts on the Rumble next week. Next week, back to our regular time, 6 to 8 p.m. Remember, on Friday night, you can catch me on NWA on Fire on For Dave, thank you all for tuning in tonight. I am Ken. We are done tonight. Take care, everybody.